It's your podcast, Go Rosenberg, cracking in on another Sunshine Bake podcast tonight. My boy Don Reed walking in, my dude looking so sharp. Swagger straight from yard. Big up, big up, big up, it's your podcast, Don Reed. My youth, such an honor and pleasure to have you, bro. Yo, welcome, my youth. Every time, every time. Are you this? Yeah, man. Live and direct. Hospital food. Yeah, man. Really Jump on it. Going, going. Who no now one right? And they might give me a fight. All I know is they're too bright. Going to hospital. In the hospital. The food not she right. The plate are too light. How the cook is so tight? In the hospital. It's Cure Podcast, my boy, Don Reed. And we're in so in for a treat because there's a story behind that that we're going to get into, as I said. And let me rephrase that. My man, Don Reed, up next, It's Cure Podcast. We're going to find out his story. Stay tuned. Podcast for Rosenberg cracking in on another fascinating podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm using fascinating because it's really an understatement. And a lot of a lot of patois are gonna sneak into this podcast because my guest tonight is straight from Yard. Let me take this moment to slow everything down, ringing the show like I normally do. SQ your podcast as we crack off cracking on this podcast. I want to give a big shout out to every single individual that's in the house tonight. I want to start out with the main director, Charles. Thank you so much, bro, for being here, holding us down. I want to dissect the team. Big shout out to Manny, senior editor on the program. Thank you so much for making us look so beautiful. Big shout out to my boy, Lou. Thank you so much, executive producer, and so nice on the red camera. And of course, our band and music director, my boy, A.T. Jones. Thank you so much, sir, for popping in, hanging us out. New addition to the SQ your podcast team dan holding us down on the sound and making it sound so crisp thank you so much and of course i can't go without my animation director and senior guys on this podcast senior executive producer robert thank you so much for being here brown being in the house bong 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 just for fun let me not let me not even sneak it something special coming up a little bit later i'm so detailed about the crew because it's that synergy that gets this movement going let me not forget everybody in the peanut gallery. Let's try this on for size. I want to give a big shout out to Sharon. I want to give a big shout out to Kim. I want to give a big shout out to Dana. I want to give a big shout out to every single female that's in the house right now. Yeah, I was just hanging on to that. You know, big shout out to your brother. Big shout out to everybody that's in the peanut gallery. And I had to, you know, isolate this one individual, my wife, Ellie, who is nice on the food and senior on everything going on. Thank you so much, mama, for being here. Boom, 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 boom. So, as we get ready to crack in, you know, a couple of catalysts are here to why you're sitting across from me right now. And those people I left for the meat of this congratulations or the big ups. 
I want to give a big shout out to my boy Joe, straight from here, Joe Campbell, for being here. Because Joe is a catalyst. Joe is the catalyst for me getting to meet your manager, Dave Rodney, who's also here. Thank you so much, sir, for being here and being the catalyst for the guests that's sitting across from me. And I know we were along with the applause, but you, I have to take that moment to dissect that journey because tonight I am honored to have Don Reed sitting across from me. Thank you so much, sir. Anytime, man, anytime. But you fresh, when I say fresh from yard, I mean, you literally just came through immigration like two hours ago. Yep, and Trump was right there just checking to make sure I'm legal, <laughs> was, you know? Was, yeah, man. <laughs> I didn't expect that, but he was there, man. You know, so you know, so funny. As we get ready to go into this podcast, and I know it's gonna be a nice one. My sponsor, my partner on this podcast, Heineken, would be so upset with me to have you sitting across there without a Heineken. So could you please turn and open that beautiful refrigerator? Grab the Heineken. And it's loaded. We have the lights. We have the double zeros. Oh yeah, man. I mean, we have everything, and the double zeros are the alcoholic-free ones, you yeah. know, which are amazing. So let me pop this you one because I'm Jamaican. We don't do alcohol-free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Cheers, yeah, man. Yo, salute. Respect, yeah, my man. Man. I keep telling all my guests these pot, these are mites are so sensitive that when you sip on the high you take a it's uh, it's perfect. It's yeah. commercial. So as we dig into this podcast, Don Reed, banker, an artist, a writer, actor, comedian. So there's a stereotype they say about Jamaicans that we got 20 jobs. And I, I, I hold on to that stereotype so passionately because at least it shows that I'm doing something useful with my time. You know oh, I mean? yes, yes. So yes. expound on that, my friend. You're marquee. And how, how can people find you and get in touch with you and book you for shows? Okay, well, I'm all over. I'm all over on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. So on Facebook, it's very simple. Just like the man I am, Don Reed, D-O-N-R-E-I-D, just like that. So that's Facebook, that's Instagram, and that's also YouTube. Okay. <clears throat> the list of attributes that come behind your name right now, we want to dissect that because you started very early. And I got a chance to read your bio, and I really, thank you, Jesus. There goes the Patterson, <laughs> yeah, we need the Patterson police, you know, big up to all the officers out there because it validates, you know, where we are. Yeah. Anyway, so my... Um, you have an impressive marquee behind your name. You're a banker. Yes. Artist. Yes. And we're going to talk about that transition. Right. Writer, comedian. Where does it stop? But it doesn't end, really. You know, so funny, when you say something profound on this podcast, we call it dropping a jewel. Oh, yeah. You just drop a jewel right now. And a jewel is something so valuable because you say it doesn't stop. It doesn't. Right. It never does. And if you stop... You're still. That's it. When it stops, you're going down, man. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Growing up in Jamaica. Yeah. Which part? Claremont, St. Anne. I'm big up Claremont. Love it. It's the greatest place in the world. You haven't been anywhere until you haven't been to Claremont. So big up all those persons who are in the States, but are from St. Anne, specifically Claremont, St. Anne. So <clears throat> for a lot of our guests who are in-house or people listening to this podcast, let's show them a little, let's give them a little information about St. Anne. Yeah. And we can bounce on this because, you know, straight yard man related to straight yeah, yard man. Yeah, man. Bob Marley's from St. Anne. Exactly. Marcus Garvey's from St. Anne. My mother is from St. Anne. Yeah. All my relatives are from, listen, St. Anne is just simple. The, a lot of people don't know this, but there's a school in St. Anne, a high school in Frankfurt High School in Claremont, St. Anne, where the only black judge to have served on the Caribbean Court of Justice is from that school. Red That's Dirt Grown. Yes, man. All of that. And if you didn't know, 
Usain Bolt is from the parish just next to St. Anne. Trelawney. <laughs> yeah. Bong. Yo, just dropping my, my, my Jamaican geogra uh, geography to the Ileana on what's going on. As a matter of fact, I had to slow it down because I've been here so long, I'm saying geography. Right. I want to say the Jamaican way. Right. Geography. Yeah, man. Geography, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Straight. Escure <laughs> Podcast. Gore Rosenberg. Don Reed. Let's slice into this. Growing up in Claremont. So, yeah. the makeup of the family. Because what we're going to do is we're going to dissect this and come right. to right now. By all means. So, let's go in. Right. Growing up in Claremont. What was the family makeup like? All right. Well, that's a question that, I mean, when you ask me, then, boy, you know, that's the intrigue about me. Because I didn't grow up with any blood relatives. My mom gave me away at two years old. And I've never, I've never saw her again until 24 years old. She gave me to a total stranger. When I was growing up, I didn't, I didn't know an aunt. I didn't know, I've never seen my father. I heard he died from 2001. I didn't know any brother. I didn't know any sister, no aunt, no cousin, no grandma, no one at all. I grew up with a total, an old lady who died when I was 17. So I've been on my own since 17. Wow. She had a daughter next to her that was well up, but they didn't accept me as part. Her, her daughter didn't really accept me in the, in the family because I was this poor little boy, malnourished little boy that this that their 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 grandma took took in retrospectively do you know why or have you been told why your mom gave you up no up to this day when when i when she presented herself at age 24 this time i was a senior loans officer with the, with the bank and she just said to me i'm your mom and her father who is my grandfather died who i didn't know she wanted me to come to the funeral and to do a eulogy and i said no you must be crazy yeah, oh, I can't go to a funeral, I don't know this man. It turned out that I went to the funeral, because that's the type of first time, I don't hold grudges. You know, I went to the funeral anyway, and that's the first time I was seeing brothers and sisters and aunts and stuff. And then I lost touch with them again after that. But then a couple of years after that, I went out of my way to find where my mom lived. And up to when she was buried four years ago, I've spoken to her less than 10 times. But I went to see her, you know, just to kind of get closer kind of piece the, put the pieces together. Right. The only thing she said to me, you know, as an explanation is that she didn't have any bus fear to come and look for me. <laughs> and that's it. The bus fear. <laughs> yeah, in 20, 20 odd years. Wow. Let me be inquisitive. Right. The grandma, the older lady, who, what's her name? Uh, Miss Louise, and God bless her soul. Let's toast to Miss Louise. I'm extremely curious on why she took you in. I think, you know, my, I believe all my life is spiritually led and ordained. And this is exactly why I'm here now. Because God has, he has earmarked me for this purpose. To share the story of the world. To inspire the world. And, you know, it's, she's, just, she's just a vehicle that, that God used to, to, to bring me to where I am today. Remember when you said something profound on the show, my yard. It's called dropping a jewel. Yeah, you yeah, just man. shot an M16, a barrel. <laughs> yeah, for, you know. You said it was ordained. Yes, yes, yes. And you said she was designed to play a role. Yes. Escure Podcast, Don Reed. The most intimate dissection and slice of his life is what we're at tonight to bring you to where we are and how he's going to be. Just stay, just stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break, come back. Don Reed, more next. Escure Podcast. Big up, big up.
Make your ball in a life, man. Them gone with it, gone with it. Yeah. Say them a come in and me house, yeah. Bail if come in with a force, me a be careful. Me a hide from courts. Yeah, me give thanks for the TV, me trust. Me no pay a dollar six months, me supposed to me thankful. Blessings are in my life, man. Go to the hospital. Yeah, I love the way you freak this, man. This is. SQR Podcast, go Rosenberg, Don Reed, as we slice into the second segment of this very intimate, profound, fascinating podcast. And here's what's so interesting. So I'm sitting across from you, and I met you when you walked in, our interaction. Your confidence is through the roof. The typical child who's gone through what you went through, not knowing that background, and even finding out that your mom didn't have the buzz fear, there's a lot of issues that could have developed there, so I'm kind of profoundly blown away at where your, that confidence came from. So we spoke about Miss Miss Lewis. R- Miss Louis. Louis. Miss Louise. Louise. Right, Let me get right, that right. We right. spoke about Miss Lou for short. Right. Miss Lou. Right. Remember Miss Lou from back in the day, the right, storyteller. Right, right. As you were growing up, can you reflect or remember where you think you got you tapped into that confidence and that? But the confidence is a God-given gift. It, it, it has to be. You know, from a very early age, I've been on stage um, acting, reciting, singing. Well, trying to sing back in the days. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? But, but, but from a very early age, I've, I've never been afraid of it. I was born to be on stage. I was born for this. All of this. That's another jewel. If everybody owned their, their, their lane, as confidently as you're doing right now, they'll be far ahead down the road, my dude. So okay. salute that. I, I, I like the confidence. Big up, big up, big up, yeah, big up. For real. What was going on at primary school and elementary school like in Jamaica for you? Well, in Claremont, it wasn't primary school. That's for the, 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 the stush people, right? In so well, slow on, slow on, slow yeah, on. Because when you say stush, you got to uh, explain so, so they can Well, in Jamaica, you have a term called heighty tighty. You know? The stushy. So you're, so you're from mid class, upper middle class, you're. You're you're deemed to be stush. If you're like me now, which is really from coming from nowhere, then you don't go to primary school. You go to all age, Claremont all age. I'm big up Claremont all age. Oh, every time. What was that like? Well, going to school, I never had shoes. I had to walk to school, and I had to walk to school from my house to Claremont all age would have been a good four miles, about four miles. I had to walk that every day, going and coming without shoes. And um, I mean, the entire Claremont is a small community. They all know my story. Everybody knew me as a little boy was given away. But one thing they also knew about me is that I was very, very intelligent. So when I when I was coming home, all the adults on the shop pays us. Uh, to, they used to stop me and force me to read the Star and the Gleaner newspaper for them every single evening, and then they would give me money to read it. <laughs> Amazing, my youth. Yeah, right. Because here's what's interesting. Growing up in Jamaica, and the reason why I held that back, I didn't want to interrupt you from finishing that. Right. And Minostosh. Minostosh. I want to say that. That's the disclaimer to, yeah. this, to this point I'm about to bring up. Right. However, you know, my parents were in a position where I didn't experience what you experienced. Right, right. But I grew up around friends who literally I knew walked to school barefoot. Right, right, right. And had to go through that. And and what I I was moved by 
is the fact that even then you knew that you had something special because always did always did people used to say boy i suffer from delusions of grandeur but but they didn't know that the almighty had impressed on me long time that there is a purpose a very big purpose that he has for me i didn't know how it would unfold and it, it appears to be unfolding today mm, the almighty had it ordained for you yes how was the grades grades were well in 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 all years school they were excellent excellent i was the spelling bee champion year after year i had all the lead roles in all the drama productions for the school i mean they they, they, they just knew me as the the little poor bright boy <laughs> right. poor bright boy yeah looking back retrospectively right right you were never bullied by being barefooted no not at all well, in Jamaica, it's a different type of vibe, you know. They, they right. really they accept the struggle, man, and you know, sometimes yeah, yeah, you get yeah. the help out. And right, right, looking back retrospectively, can you remember one specific moment or person that you knew that was instrumental for you to be doing what you're doing right now? Um, yes, when when I was going, I used to attend the Saint Matthew's Anglican Church in the community, and the the, the minister there was Reverend Alton Toller. I remember he, he treated me like his, his own son. You know, he would give me all, the, all the, you know, whenever I performed on stage at the church functions, he would come and put his arm around me. And he would, you know, let them know that, hey, he was just so, the, the, the pride and the love, he, you know, I, I didn't get that from anywhere else. And you felt that and you saw that. And I felt and saw that. And, and Miss Louise, was, she was a caregiver, but you know that generation don't really express love physically. It's not in their DNA, and, and I forgive her for that. That's just about he, you know, just by putting his arm around me at, all, all the time when I recited and stuff, and just encouraged me, meant the world for me. So, you know, if it was one person, I would say it's Reverend Toller. Let's, let's toast to Reverend. Let's lift up this beautiful Heineken and toast yes. to Reverend Toller. Definitely. And the reason why we like to slice up these people is you really don't realize the impact they're making on your life or the trajectory that they're putting you on. Right. So thank right. you for being that vulnerable and thank you for being that straightforward. No problem, man. So now you're navigating. You're out of all age. All age for everybody who's trying to understand what he means by that is a school where everybody of every age went to. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right? yes, yes. So now you're, you're doing good in school. You move into high school. Yes, yes. What was that transition like? No, high school was not a smooth transition at all. In fact... The, fir the very first two years, I nearly got expelled from the school. Because, so now I'm into teenage years, you know, puberty started to set in. <laughs> and the emotions started to rise. So I would spend days at school just sitting under a tree wondering, you know, who am I? Where's my identity? Who is my parents? Who's my family? And so I, you know, in Jamaica, they say, you, 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 you take up bad company. Yeah. So yeah. there was this one guy at school. He showed me, man, he, he embraced me. He accepted me. But it turns out that he was a time waster. So we used to spend days. We went, we did no. We go to no classes. We do no exams. I mean, I was in a class with forty students, and the class was in Jamaica. You know, we call it dunce. If you if you just don't do work, them say you're done. Yeah, you're done. The class was so dunce that out of forty students, I didn't do. I did no exam and came nineteenth. That's how dunce the class. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured the place was by alphabetic order, you know. So R would probably drop somewhere down there. <laughs> But what saved me, so he got expelled in the summer of sec of the second form, after eighth grade, he got expelled. What saved me, and again is, is divine intervention, the, the, the principal went to the same church that Miss Lou went to, which was the Anglican church. Very small community. 
very and, but, and she knew my ability. So she called in Miss Lou in the summer and said, Listen, we're gonna give him a chance. If he doesn't show any improvement by the Christmas of ninth grade, he's out of here. And that term, I was the top boy in every subject in school. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was warning enough for me. So you name it, my, my, that change, that warning. Was, was, was it the warning from the principal or right. from, from Miss Lou? Uh, actually, it was the threat of being of getting some big strap from Miss Lou. Miss <laughs> Lou didn't joke with the lick. <laughs> yeah, so um, Don Reed is being diplomatic. Um, what he's trying to say in very calm words was right. Miss Lou was waiting home with the belt. Yes, man. And that's one thing they do in Jamaica and in this third world country that really get the message across. Not just the belt, anything they can catch a hand on. Once it, <laughs> once it can, be, can be hurled or a missile is coming at you, that's Jamaica, that's our culture, man. Wow. Yeah. And you turned it around, 180 degree. Yeah, 180 degree. I was top student in everything. If you notice, I didn't say 360. Right, 180. Yeah, because 360 would be back where you were. It's your podcast, Score Rosenberg. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with Don Reed. And now we're going to go through this little short sprint because from high school to here is where some major steps were taken we're going to find out a little bit more and then we're going to end with a great performance sqr podcast core rosenberg don reed one sqr podcast core rosenberg right here what you're seeing right now ladies and gentlemen is the payment for being persistent the Honorable Andre Sayers, my guest tonight. How you doing, sir? I'm doing very well, Squirrel Rosenberg. I am honored to be here where there's tons of Heineken. I'm not quite sure what's on the display for buffet, but I'm getting hungry. Not only are we going to feed the mayor today, but we're going to dig into his story, find out why he wants to be a mayor, the impact he's going to make in our community. Tonight, a delight. Stay tuned. Squirrel Rosenberg, the Honorable Andre Sayer, Patterson's new mayor, won. Boss Big. We put the big man first. Go in. Stardom is a plus. We must boss big. We now see a little say we have a boss big. Boss big. We must boss big. They pan the billboard say we have a boss big. Reach it. Boss big. We must boss big. See me by your tell say we have a boss big. All over the world, so we have a boss big. Boom, it's your podcast, Don Reed, Boss Big. New single. Released um, just before I came to, to, to New York, um, about two, three weeks ago. Boss Big. And the big thing about this song, it actually features an endorsement by the Grammy kid, Sean Paul himself. So I was in studio with him, we're doing an interview. He was, uh, we're doing two separate interviews, but then the producer called me in on his set. And he just used the opportunity and said, big up Dan Reed, you know? Oh. Yeah, man. So I just captured it and it's, it's, it's in the song. Big up Sean Paul. Big up every time, the granny big kid. Up, big up, daddy. Dotty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we left off where, you know, high school, you got lazy. Right. You know, my mother always tell I'm me. I was lazy. I was never lazy. I got, got wayward. Lost my way. Thank you for that correction. Yeah. It is a big difference. It's a big difference. There's a huge right. difference. I was busy. I was busy giving trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I respect that. Yeah. The principal. Right. Talked to to Miss Lou. Right. Yes. And you knew the drama that Miss Lou come with. Miss Lou came to the school with a belt, and asked the principal if she could beat me in the office. <laughs> when, when, when the principal looked and see all her precious 
trophies on artifacts. She said, no, 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 leave that for home. You know, that was what saved me there. Also, I get a spanking right on spot. The reason why that was so funny for me, because I got a spanking in the principal's office. Because my mother was a principal. So that's another story. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Right. You, you, you straighten up. Yeah, yeah. A student leaving high school. Yes, yes. There's some transition, because when we're talking behind the scenes, right. you got into your the work field yes. very early. Yes, like, right after I left high school. So remember I told you about the lady, Miss Lou Daughter now, who she was the one with, with the little money. So when I got my results, my exam results, which were amazing, I brought them to her. I wanted to do engineering. I was a top engineering school, um, student in school, by the way. Um, and she said to me, I don't have no more money for spending by, you know. So I had no choice. I had to, head to, look, to look a job. So I couldn't get on to do my undergraduate studies and postgraduate. I just had to go and work. So I, I went and I wanted to, well, I wanted to become a doctor, you know. Um, Do so you know why? Yeah, I know why. When I was growing up, there was this guy who used to, every now and again, he used to give me money. And he said to me, if, if when you grow up, you don't become a doctor, I'm going to shoot you. So that's, <laughs> so that's why I wanted to become a doctor. No other reason. <laughs> I wouldn't want you to shoot me. Yo, I would have right? be, built a hospital. Yeah, yeah. If, if what? Yeah, so I, I headed to St. Anne's Hospital, and that was my first job because I'm going to be a doctor. And I, I ain't getting killed, man. You know, and this man was helping me. But, you know, I worked there for, for about four months and I realized hey, I, man, I ain't going to be no doctor, man, with all these sick people and this sent in the hospital. I couldn't take it. And a lady, I'll never forget, a lady, she lives here, in, I think she lives in New Jersey. Oh, my God, I need to make sure of it. Anyway, she said to me. That's what we do on the show. We yeah, bring back those definitely trust the Davis. If you're listening in New Jersey, I have to come and look for, for you before I leave. She came, I'll never forget, she came and said, hey, you, listen, come here. Not because you think we're your friends that you're going to stay and waste your time. And she sat me down and let me write three jumping applications. One to um, Scotiabank, one to what was, was was Jamaica Telephone Company at the time, it's now Flow, and one to National Commercial Bank. National Commercial Bank was the first to respond. Big up NCB. And that's where I've been at since the, um, today. Slow down, slow down. You, you, yeah. you, you, you're moving way too fast. I'm moving way too fast? <laughs> because here's the deal. Right. There is another Jamaican youth right. who's going to school barefoot, yeah. who's hearing this podcast, right, right, and saying to himself, "If he did it, I can do Definitely, it." Definitely, by all means. And if he's not barefoot in Jamaica, right. he's in the United States, right, wayward, right. And what that means is you lost your way. Yes. I need to hear all details. So let's just go back a quick. Let okay, me, no let me dissect this. Right. <clears throat> Grades came good. Yes. You're ready to go into any college, but sister didn't have the money. Right. You go right into the workforce. Right. Threatened, literally. Yes. To become a doctor. Yes. Go to the hospital. Right. The stench, the people. This is not the lane for you. Right, right. Somebody in the hospital yes. took you and said, yo, come here. Right. Now, because me, you're a friend. Right. I'm going to lay this out. Yeah. And give you three job applications. Yes. Two banks, one telephone company. Uh, yes, yes. Through all of that, all I've heard was God was on your side every turn. Every single time. And then what I've learned, right. and it's written in the Bible, where right. it says, I will take care of the widows and the orphans. Yes. Because yes. that's really where you were. Yes, yes, yes. And I don't want to tell you how much God is at work from then. 
when I applied to when I went for the interview at NCB, I was 16 years old, below my you that's the age of employment. A gentleman, the branch manager at the time, named Lincoln McIntyre, whom I just found out since on my way to New York, that he is the 42 year friend of my manager, Dave Rodney. That's how God works. Fools, your manager. My, my manager now, in my manager musically, yeah. is the friend of Lincoln McIntyre for 42 years. The, the, guy the, the man who gave me the opportunity to start working at NCB at 16 years old. And he said to me, young man, you're young, but I'm going to give you a chance. And that was all I needed. As your podcast for Rosenberg, we want to take this moment right now. We want to lift up the Heinekens. We want to toast. Cheers, man. Not only to that brand's manager, but the full circle of what just happened here. Definitely. Let's fast forward. Banking. Right. You embraced it. Yes. Yo, but from a yardman perspective, you know, when you work a bank, them say you're stush. Because you work on any the AC all day. Yeah, well, true, it's, true, it's, it's true. rigid in the banks in Jamaica. But you know, they, they knew I was stush. I mean, I remember, I'll never forget, the manager's secretary, one day she said to me, look by you, I bank like you, turn somebody, you know. I'll never forget that. She said, look by you, all you, the bank make you turn somebody. And that motivated me. I was going to make my success sure that I'm not just... The the bank um, isn't defining you. No, not at all. SQ podcast called Rosenberg. You see, we usually have three segments with a performing guest. All right. But my yo, this is an entree. You've been dropping and you've been very vulnerable. And right. that's what I enjoy about this journey. Right. I want to get to where the comedy and the music came okay. into play. No problem. Um talk about it. All right. So you know, throughout all my experiences, so I would say I have what you call, uh, some people call it a split personality. Split. That's what some people call it. So you have two contrasting personalities. It's not really a split personality. What it is is that I did some research some years ago and I actually have a dominant personality type and a subdominant. Hold on, hold on. Right? You're not bipolar, are you? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I'm not bipolar. I have nothing to do with polar. Neither not polar or polar here. <laughs> but, but, but all of us really have two. We do. A dominant and a subdominant. I learned that several years ago when I moved to Kingston. I started researching on my personality types. In fact, I got professional counseling for it. Anyway, without going a lot into that, but but so my dominant personality type, the, 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 the driver, what you call the driver, somebody who wants to be in control, in charge, the, the, the you know workaholic. That's a side of me, but people don't like that side. My subdominant type is the comedian, the life of the party. And that's the side that people like. So I've, I've learned to manage the art of, you know, elevating that side. But underneath it all, the driver is still there getting things done. <laughs> What's I mean, up? I shouldn't share that either. That, no, no, that's no, no, a no, strategy, because, right? Yeah, that, that's, but that's the key to success. <laughs> right, You right. know, the ability to code switch. The right. ability to adapt to whatever environment needs to adapt. Right. So as we get ready to close on this podcast, um, I'm excited about your performance that's coming up. Right. <clears throat> I want to, number one, let people know again where they could find you. Okay, so on Facebook, I have my personal page on Facebook, which is where most of the action happens. Um, it's Don Reed, D-O-N-R-E-I-D. -E I do have a fan page on, on Facebook. That's the Don Reed Show. The Don Reed Show, simple as that. Instagram is the same thing, the Don Reed Show. And my personal Instagram page is Don underscore read one. That's D-O-N underscore read one. And YouTube is simple, Don Reed. 
So that's where all my material is, everything I post on all platforms, all media. So they're all there for you to see. And you were asking about where the comedy came from. Yeah. So, you know, throughout all these experiences, I've learned to laugh at myself. I'm the first to laugh at myself. You can laugh at me harder than me. My dude, that's another jewel. Right. That's another, because we all need to do that. Cheers. Yes, man. I don't take myself or anything too seriously. So I have the knack of taking real life. And the more serious is the funnier it is, the, the, you know, it's the more material. It's the contrast. Another jewel. Yeah. So I have the knack of taking real life situations and repackaging it in a way that makes it interesting and humorous and hilarious. And I've been doing that from a long time, from a very long time, real life. You know, I know since the advent of social media, I've been using social media platform to just to express that. To express that. So here's what's know, so funny. Right? Um, and you know, I use the word funny ironically because considering where you came from, and I know my, my director gave me the rap signal, but me can't rap this my youth. Right. Considering where you came from and how you've navigated. Right. Right. The therapy that's come through your comedy is why you will always succeed. Right. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. So we are honored to have you here at the beginning of this journey that you're on. Thank you. Thank As I'm you. closing, I have the magic wand. Yes. I give you. You have two wishes. Yes. I ask this question to all my guests. This is okay. how we close the show. Right. Your first wish. That's easy. My first wish is to fulfill what the purpose, the purpose that the Almighty has ordained for me to fulfill on this earth before I die. Wow. Second wish. My second wish is to leave a body of work and a legacy that will transcend my lifetime on this earth. So when people look back, they will say, this is what Dan Reed, this is who Dan Reed was and what he has left us with. SQR Podcast, Cole Rosenberg. Not only have you been a profound guest, an entertaining guest, a vulnerable guest, you know, I can see that you have all the right ingredients that's making you the authentic person that you are. Thank you so much for cracking on, bro. SQR Podcast, Cole Rosenberg, Don Reed. We're going to close. We're going to wrap up with a performance from this fascinating guest. And when we chop this up, check us out on our all social media platform. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make it easy on you. If you've got an Android or a PC, Google us. If you've got an iPhone or the other thing, check us out in your Safari. One, SQR Podcast. Boom. Yeah man, big up, big up, big up, big up, big up, big up. Viewers of S Viewers of SQR Podcast. This is a song that launched my musical career exactly one year ago. It's called Hospital Food. I always came out of a real life experience where I was in the hospital and complained that I'm not getting enough food. And I was actually upset when I got discharged. So here we go. Drop it. I with the nurse I go star. I with the nurse I go star. Both discharge. She better keep that. Me not gonna wear. I'm pot up while you're in the kitchen. Food up in yam. Father God, I want fight me so hard. Them a rush me fi go a me yard. Them know I'm a link up the cook on the ward. And I just nine more dumping me ward. Dinner time, no one ain't give me discharge, no. Me not take no discharge. Oh, but fi a boil and you send me a me yard. Chow. Me not got me yard. Say who no no go on right? I never give me pay a fight. 
All the nurse they too bright. I want everybody singing. Down a hospital, in a hospital. The food now she right. The plate are too light. How oh, the cook they so tight? Down a hospital, in a hospital, in a hospital. Everybody knows say me a the food man. I saw me love yam. I just saw me and them a share me in a plate, but me a me shed pan from the butter boy. Ya know it take long, can't take the matron But food a ration And everywhere me look salt, mackerel and yam They know what me fi eat in no occasion Them no know me, me belly well long So who no no go on right To my hospital Them a give me pay fight In a hospital All the nurse they too bright In a hospital In a hospital Down a hospital The food no she right In a hospital The plate are too light Oh, the cook they so tight In a hospital Down a hospital You know me just a sit down and a penny and a watch the kitchen The panic is like matlock Me laugh, me a study walk one of them a share the chicken They think they can go around me Read them up and realize and I nobody them Them a try share me out and give them one a friend And me big appetite that a bother them Belly full of bitch, big funny wall of them Say we know now go on right them a give me pay fight All the nurse they too bright Down a hospital In a hospital The food now she right The plate are too light Oh the cook they so tight You know it got so painful I did this now 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 Listen to them Them just a give me liquor Give me liquor Give me liquor those who pill me take and me no get no bickle Them just a give me liquor, give me liquor, give me liquor And me a try link the cup but she a more simple Gas pull me up so me a fi check in Lunch time soon come so me a fi get in Then give me liquor food with the aspirin Me now try feel no better one more dumping Go there your morning again Before me bed Push past the yard cause me no afraid Breakfast a share, that's why me come here And I just two pieces of yam and one little beer Now go on right And them a give me pay fight All the nurse they too bright Down a hospital, in a hospital The food now she right The plate are too light How the cook they so tight Down a hospital, in a hospital Now, now, now now, now, now Them just a give me liquor, give me liquor, give me liquor Cause the pill me take a minute, get the bigger Give me liquor, give me liquor, give me Love you all viewers of SQR Podcast Big up on yourself Hospital food Don't forget to like, share and subscribe